we should start a podcast. Yeah, we've all said it. But when it comes time to make it a reality, we get stuck. Well, here's some good news. With Spreaker, all you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a good idea. Spreaker handles the recording, management, distribution, and monetization of your podcast, allowing you to focus on making a podcast. Whether you're discussing the latest moves in the tech sector or just your dating life, Spreaker gives you tools to make your podcast a hit and professional insights about who is listening and where. And as your podcast dream grows, Spreaker only becomes more useful, letting you upload and schedule multiple episodes at the same time, push to multiple platforms, and customize RSS feeds. But what about making money? With Spreaker, monetization is as easy as checking a few boxes. So next time someone says to you, we should start a podcast, Say yes and let Spreaker handle the rest. Learn more and get 30% off at Spreaker.com slash get started. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com slash get started. What is happening, my boxing freaks? Welcome to another episode of the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast. Ah, uh, what a weekend! What a week we're having. Your Broner Pacquiao recap tonight. We talk about possible Mayweather Pacquiao. And the big announcement that happened during fight week last week. Danny Jacobs, Canelo Alvarez, all set and ready. Rehydration clause. Rumor of Vladimir Klitschko possibly coming back with the zone. Anthony Joshua sending an offer to Dylan White. And of course, prediction for this weekend's fight. But again, fight freaks, fight fans, I'm not the only one doing this. Yes, yes, if you heard the intro... He's back. After missing one episode, he is back. He misses this much. Here's the man, the myth, now heading the Adrian Broner fan club in Sacramento, California. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I was born Where's my motherfucking trophy? Oh, wait, this is not ramblings. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B-Ray boxing podcast. Holy shit, I missed you all. Yeah, they missed you too, Big Sir. <laughs> I felt, I saw it in the numbers. They missed you. No, is that so? All right, then you keep me up with those numbers, okay? You keep me up with those numbers. I will, I will. So how you been? <laughs> how, how was your trip to Sacramento? It, it, oh, let me tell you, man. It, it was a bitch driving uh, to, to Sacramento. I, I'll just say that, man. It, it was a bitch. The whole time I was worried because I'm carrying the car. My my car oh, behind you, me. Oh, you hooked the, the car? I hooked the, yeah, the car. You know, that's... That's a difference of a different day, but I'll, I'll keep the story short. Uh, the U.R. people, yeah, they really fucked up. They didn't tighten up very much. Uh-huh. I, they sent me to Lompoc. I was, I thought that I was supposed to pick it up in, Sa- in Santa Maria. Uh-huh. They sent me to Lompoc to get it. So I went over there. They, they, well, I asked him, can you hook it up for me? One guy goes, I don't know how to do it, but can you ask the lady in the front? The- <laughs> I asked the lady, I, so I asked the lady in the front, and she says, I only done it once. 
she took her forever to tighten up and everything. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. You know, it's all right. We get, so I finally land to Santa Maria and I hear a noise. The thing came off. So the only thing that was holding it was the two chains underneath the car. Shit. So I get home, right? And thankfully, um, uh, I guess, I guess our uncle, Miguel. Yeah. He, he helped me a lot. Like I said, that's a different story, different day, but let's just put it that way. He helped me, um, you know, tighten up the car and everything. Man, it, it was a bitch, but uh, I was so pissed at those people, man, because I thought that, you know, the U-Haul people would help me and everything, but they, you can tell uh, they My question no would have been this, and I mean, it, again, different story for another day, but yeah, yeah, whose fault would it have been if you're driving down the 105 freeway, heading back home, and I don't know your car just rolls out of the fucking ramp and it hits uh, a fucking car right behind you? Yeah. Would you have been at fault or the... Or the U-Haul people. I mean, I, I did get a insurance plan, so that came with insurance. So I guess the U-Haul people will take care of it. I just know that I made it here safe. I made it here safe, and again, I was helped in putting it on and everything. And it, here's the thing. It was so easy to remove the, the rope and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I had to go to YouTube. Let's put it that way. I had to go to YouTube, right? And once I saw the video, I, I was the one, you know, I, I was the one that removed it and everything. So I remember here thinking, like, wow, I got more help than this, you know, this great old man than the two people in the U-Haul. Let's put it that way. It was... Well, all that matters, you got there safe, unharmed. I got there safe, yes. Unharmed, you got there. So other than that, I mean, how's everything, how's your your living situation, everything good? Everything's really good. I mean, of course, it takes its time, you know, to get to the reach of the point where, like, I get my own place and everything. But so far right now, I can't really much complain, Um, you know. It's 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 great. I love the weather. I think the thing the thing I keep telling my girls like I love the weather here. So okay, okay. And I love the weather here. It's it's very fine actually. It, it really is. Um, I'm just still like you know stoked that I'm here and I'm I'm starting, you know, the process of everything. You're starting a new chapter in your life. Exactly. Yes. So uh-huh. it's been like what a week I think something like uh- that. The last time I saw you was last Tuesday, yes. Been a week. Right. So, so I mean, a week. for me, it's been a week, yeah. A, first, uh, a, a good first week, let's just put it that way. So I, I can't wait for the next month, the next month. I just I just can't wait. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So how's it going starting the Adrian Broner fan club out there? I know that. But I was about to mention that. No, there's no fucking Adrian Broner fan club here in Sacramento. No. So are you starting one then? So no, you're no, starting. I did not start. I never started any of that shit like that. I, so you're about to though? That, that's, no, no, I'm not even about to. Are no, you sure? No, no. Yeah. I'm positive. I'm not starting that shit. Probably you are. No, no, no. No, no, no. Last no, time no, I checked, no, no. Mr. Lou holds the Adriana <laughs> fan club in Whittier, California. You're hitting the net chapter in Sacramento because you closed the one in Santa Maria. I'm not branching out on that. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not branching out on that. So in the way no. you guys talk about them, it sounds like you guys do want to branch out on the fan club. No, man. No, I don't. It's okay if you do. No, I don't. It's okay if you do. Uh, well, I'm glad you uh, made it there safe. Uh, going to my weekend, it was pretty good. Just uh, and anybody who knows me personally, and I, th- I don't know if I mentioned it last week, uh, my birthday was this weekend, so mm-hmm. um, just went out with family. Had a, I, I like this one. I'm at age 32, and people were like, you're just 32. I liked it. I, I, I didn't get drunk. I didn't go out partying. It was just an intimate dinner with uh, close friends and family on Saturday. No, with just family. On Saturday, and then on Sunday, uh, had dinner with TTB Chubbs from the Ram Alcoholics uh, podcast. So it was it was nice. It was nice just to have a, a calm birthday weekend. And so the the, the party's gonna be this weekend when uh, I got my mom coming down. I got other people coming down. So it's gonna be a little like barbecue we're gonna have this weekend. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, but uh, other than that, my week was pretty pretty chill. Not as chill 
as boxing though. Boxing on the other hand has had a good role. Last week last week uh like I announced uh, on the topics, Pacquiao Broner was last week. I don't know if you realize that. Big rollout for Pacquiao Broner. First pay-per-view of 2019. First pay-per-view back for Manny Pacquiao in the United States. First pay-per-view for Adrian Broner. It was a first for everybody. So let's get to it. Let's get to boxing. Brian, did you watch Pacquiao Broner? You know, you told me that the fight was take, was being shown on Facebook. Yeah, illegally. You told me that, yeah. And I, I thought, you know, why not take, you know, check it out a little bit and... I think to sum it all, what I thought about this fight, I think it's very simple. And I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> what I saw, a bit of it, I didn't see the entire thing because as I had the phone in my hand, I was watching a soccer game with my, uh, you can say my soon-to-be father-in-law. I was watching a soccer game. So every time I keep looking down at my phone, it... it it, it seemed nothing but a, a, a Pacquiao. This was a just a Pacquiao fight. The, he was just dominating him. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, I, I'm not surprised how how it how it happened. Pacquiao winning by by decision. It, it, nothing surprised me. Nothing. I'm trying to look for your prediction because I know you wrote it there. I'll find it. Did you, oh yeah. Do, hold on. Mm-hmm. Did, oh, you, you did you even put one down? I did on oh, my there, page. There, 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 there. Yeah, so you put down. I easily have Manny Pacquiao winning tomorrow night by unanimous decision. Fuck Adrian Broner. But I'll say this. Broner wins convincingly, then good for him. It'll be a good start, and he uh, will gain more confidence with heading into his next fight. So you were going Adrian Broner, I mean, Manny Pacquiao by decision. By decision. Um, anybody who heard my last week's rant, I had Manny Pacquiao. Winning by decision. I said vol- punching volume was going to win this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not watch the fight. I did not buy the fight. I saw it on Facebook like Brian just uh, uh, illustrated to everybody. Um, I went out to dinner. So on the way back, my wife drove. And I was like, you know what? Let's see who's putting on the fight illegally. And I know Facebook <laughs> was someone and Facebook was putting it up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, watch it. Um, look, I'll give Broner credit. He landed a couple clean punches. He did. Yeah. Um. Uh, but not enough to win the fight. Um, basically, this went out almost almost exactly how everyone said it was going to happen. Manny Pacquiao was going to out-punch Adrian Broner. All week, the boxing fans, boxing critics were all saying, Broner needs to let his hands go. Broner needs to let his hands go. Even, you know, Broner even said himself, I'm going to let my hands go. Again, <laughs> as anybody who heard last week's episode, I've said it again. It's what if. Pacquiao lives, I mean, Broner lives in the what if. What if I did throw a lot of punches? What if he didn't throw punches? And that's why he lost. Um, he was fighting, the, I, I mean, can we say in spots? I get something like that. He was it, wasn't in spots. Even, it wasn't even or, in spots. Uh, I'm going to use this because I, I was reading um, MMA stuff. He was fighting in microcosm, micro spurts. Mm-hmm. One clean right hand and then the rest of the time he's backpedaling. Yeah. And, you know... People can say what they want. Well, Pacquiao, um, the Broner fans be like, well, Pacquiao really didn't touch him. I mean, he touched them up. Especially the one round. The, the one round he touched them up. He kind of like stunned him a bit. He stunned them a lot. He stunned yeah. them that one round. Yeah, he's touched them a bit. But it was a typical, this, the typical the Adrian Broner fight to us. Yeah. Uh, I was not That's surprised. Right. I'm going to use your thing. Not surprised, motherfucker. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat's a little bit. 
don't know what the hell. Um, sorry, man. I'm going through. I'm reading a text right now. But no, it's, it's okay. Yeah, no. It, it, again, yeah, I, I was I wasn't surprised at the performance of of Adrian Broner. He was just trying to catch him with one big huge punch to put him down or at least stunned him. That's always been his thing, though. Like oh, it's always been, exactly the left hook. Let me catch him coming in with the left hook. He landed the right hand very, very nice on Manny Pacquiao. Snap Pacquiao's head back. But other than that, there were few, few. There were just a few moments that you saw something, and and I said it last last week. The thing with Broner is that the fact that I, I myself was giving him, you know, always the benefit of the doubt because he gave us, he gave us little moments where we're like, damn, if if he can just let his hands go, look what he can do when he lets his hands go. Imagine he he can win, mm-hmm. and against Pacquiao. He did moments where you know he did he looked good in that micro set in the micro burst he did, yeah. but other than that, I mean, you let this forty year old man run rampant on you. Um, uh, more breakdown of it. Pacquiao at age forty is looking his age though, so you had a forty year old yeah. man there who, who is not the same man he was six seven years ago. You you know, all this talk about, you know, all this talk Broner did about all oh, this is my time, you know. I win this. I become a legend. I, I'm gonna do this for the hood. I'm God in them. I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate this fight to Martin Luther King. All this talk, <laughs> and we got this performance from you. The same performance we got in the Mikey Garcia fight. The same performance we got in the in the Jesse Vargas fight. The same performance we got in the Angel Granados fight. The same performance we got in the Sean Porter fight. We got the same performance out of you. You know. It's the same story again. It's the same story with with Broner I, I, again. He this was this was his shot to really put on. I mean, the best performance he could like he could have at least at the end of the fight he could have at least made someone like me say, "Yeah, he lost, but damn, Broner put on a good fucking fight." Hold on. That boy, y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worried about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. I beat that boy. What'd you think of that comment from Jim? Oh, <laughs> Hold on, here's another one. Professionally, or we're not going to have an interview. You make the decision. What did you think about the fight? What you? I beat him. Everybody out there, I know I beat him. Everybody out there, know I beat him. I controlled the fight. He was missing. I hit him clean more times. I beat him. You averaged eight punches. Less than eight punches was the most punches that you had in the round, and it seemed as though you couldn't get it close like, enough. It already sounded like you was against me. So I already ain't got a fair shake talking to you. But let me talk something. Let me let y'all know. I want to thank the whole hood who came out here. I love y'all. I did this for the hood. Y'all know I beat that boy. Y'all know I beat that boy. They trying to, what they trying to do is they trying to get that money again with Pacquiao and um, Floyd. But it's cool. I ain't worried about it. I'm still that nigga, man. I'm on top. Cincinnati, stand up. West side. Two, five. You're 3-3-1 three, three in your last seven fights. What will you do next? Hey. He did say at the end that I'm three three and one, but I'll be seven and zero against you. And Jim Gray goes, "That means nothing," and then walked away like a pimp. Like you sound, sounded stupid, son. I like that. I like when he said that. Hey, well, that means nothing. Um, like I said, like I said on my Instagram, he's a crying little bitch. He's, he was, he, he is. He, is, no, right? he controlled the fight. He, he made a miss. He land. He landed more punches. My thing, my thing what is where, 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 bitch, bitch where, where, um, 
He landed less Someone, than uh-huh. he landed less than eight punches around. Uh, I think Total Copy Box said he only landed fifty punches out of twelve rounds. You break it down, he landed four punches, four punches around. He landed. Wow, man. I mean, how can you win a fight like that? Um, again, this is a, the same situation that we've always said about uh, you. Always said about Brian. I've always. I've always given this man the benefit of the doubt, but like, well, you know, he did good for himself. He didn't really get dominated, but this fight was there for him. I mean, like I saw Manny Pacquiao. I didn't see the same Pacquiao that was running rampant for a good couple of years. Now, of course, age has a lot to do with it, yeah. but still, though, you're the younger, fresher fighter. You should have been more active. The fact that you allowed this 40-year-old fighter to out-hustle you, out-punch you, I mean, I mean, especially how I've heard, you know, a lot of people saying that, I mean, I'm a, the people that were picking Broner, that's one of the things they were saying, Broner, the youth is on his side. The guy has youth. And I'm, in my mind, I go, yeah, but he, he still, he doesn't know how to, uh, Paul even said it, he needs to be creative with his punches. He needs to, you know, something like that, throw some combination. I don't know if he saw that video. I saw that on YouTube and Paulie Malinaji was saying that. That's one of the things Broner needed to do is to be creative with his punches. And he didn't do that last Saturday night. Again, this is like the he goes back to the what if. What if situation. What if he did this? What if he did that? He didn't do it. But what he did do is because it's being reported. Again, these are not actual numbers, but these are uh, numbers that are being thrown out there by numerous reporters. Again, I left this. I saw this fight as a disappointment for Broner. A good win for Pacquiao, of course. A good night for box, uh, not a good night for boxing, but uh, another reason why people were watching boxing. Um, guys had to edit a little bit apart. There was a little uh, phone call I needed to take, but let's get back to boxing. Uh, Brian, projected numbers for Pacquiao Broner are looking at four hundred thousand pay per view buys. What do you think? Again, not that's bad. what's being reported right now. Again, not clear numbers yet, but that's what's being reported so far. That's what's being uh, thrown around. That that was the number. It seems like an okay number. I- I'll say that. Um, for the event that it was for Pacquiao Broner, um, of course, a lot of people are jumping around. They're saying that Pacquiao was back. Um, how much of these numbers related to Manny Pacquiao's uh, star power, remain- remaining star power? And how many of this is just Adrian Broner attracting the fans, attracting the the, the detractors, and uh, bringing in fam, his own fan base? Because Adrian Broner has shown when he fights, people watch. So how much has to do? How much does this pay per view, the projected numbers have to do with Pacquiao either bringing his fan base or Broner bringing it in? Yeah, a little bit of both. Would you think? Maybe it's just a bit of both. I mean, especially for the Pacquiao fans who, who've seen the all access shows and everything. Because I, I, for someone, um, for for his fans, I'm pretty sure they look at it and go. I I'm I'm feeling like he the, the Pacquiao that was before is coming back. I like to think that way. I like to think that they they're seeing Pacquiao like, all right, yeah, I think he is coming back to the way he was ten years ago. So I think that sparked a lot of excitement in his fans. And of course, Adrian Broner he always finds a way to bring even some viewers to watch him. So I think it, both of them, both of them played a good role for this fight and for the for the numbers that came up. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I admit it. I give Broner some credit here. Sorry for the dead air, guys. Sorry, I'm like texting back and forth here. Um, I'll say this: the pay per view numbers, pretty good. Um, how many do I think is Pacquiao's number? Are, are legitly Pacquiao fans coming over? 
not that many because um, I don't know if you remember the top of your head or you can look it up. How many pay-per-view buys did Jeff Horn versus Pacquiao do? Or his last oh. pay-per-view? No, his last pay-per-view was Jesse Vargas. How many people yeah, did that to? That was like uh, less than three hundred thousand. I think it was three hundred. Yeah, I think it was okay. three hundred thousand. Yeah, he did three hundred thousand. People were. I mean, I, I, we said this uh, going into this fight. How many times do we have to keep hearing about Manny Pacquiao? You know, uh, giving to back to the community, being a senator. We've been there, done that. We've seen it. Give us something new. Uh, I said, I uh, yelled at Showtime and said, "Treat me like I'm a moron and don't know who this fighter is. Treat me like I've been." Uh, under a rock for the last 15 years and don't know who Manny Pacquiao is. Treat me like that guy. And, you know, they didn't do that. At the end, they kind of were, but they didn't. Broner, on the other hand, um, Eric Bischoff came out. Eric Bischoff, former uh, wrestling promoter, whatever, said, controversy, uh, was it? Controversy Controversy creates cash. There you go. And that is the perfect way to describe Adrian Broner. Controversy brings cash. Adrian Broner is a polarizing figure in and out of boxing, and he creates cash by the controversy he makes. Um, Pacquiao, we started seeing that Pacquiao's numbers were dwindling down. This is not a bad showing for Pacquiao, but again, the question comes out, how much of this was Broner doing? Because Broner is the one that actually carried this promotion. Broner is the one giving out the fucking the, the quotes for the press conferences, uh-huh. especially when he goes... Uh, you know, I got some sautéed German Shepherd for you right around the corner. You know, hinting at the fact that Asians eat dogs. Um, talking yeah. about, you know, oh, you're bringing Freddie Roach? I'm about to have the shakes or something like that. Making these famous comments, saying controversial shit. Yeah. That I'm doing this for the hood and this and that. And he's the one that carried the fight. He's the one that run ran the rampant this promotion. So a good, I'm gonna give Broner credit. I know a lot of fans are like giving Pacquiao the credit for the pay per view buys, but hate it or love it. Um, Adrian Broner brings people to the show. And we saw it here tonight. Mm-hmm. We saw it this past Saturday night. He brought him. Um, last week I said, if Broner loses, he doesn't. He literally becomes irrelevant in boxing. I did not take into consideration the pay-per-view buys. So I didn't put this on the, on the sheet here, but I'll ask this question. Where does Broner go next? Because I know before you say Broner lost, I know I get it. He lost pretty embarrassingly, especially that he's now a meme that he thinks he won. But where does Broner go now? Because Broner can now leverage himself as, I may have lost, but I got 400,000 pay-per-view buys. Not even Thurman, not even Danny, not even uh, um, Sean Porter. We're going to wait and see how Spence and Garcia do, but no one yet has done 400,000 buys. None of y'all motherfuckers have done pay-per-view buys. AB has. AB can at least hang, put on his hand and say, hey, I'm Mr. Pay-Per-View. Look how much I did right now. So where does he go now? Because now he has the leverage to say, I'm an attraction here, guys. I did 400 other buys. Keith, how much have you done? Oh, wait, you haven't been on Pay-Per-View. <laughs> Sean, how, wait, you haven't been on Pay-Per-View, Sean? Yeah, I, I thought that. Danny Garcia, you need to have been on Pay-Per-View? Nope, not yet. Thank you. I have 400,000 buys. So my question to you, Brian, is where does Broner go from here? Still, I, 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 again, I, I, with all that shit, who, who wants to see him fight now? I mean, maybe Danny Garcia, but for sure, I don't think nobody wants to see him fight like those elite, elite guys like Sean Porter and Errol Spence and Keith Thurman. Yeah, I don't think but, nobody does. Uh, what happened? I don't, I don't, 
I said I don't think they do. But now with I don't this, think they know. But now with this, Brian, he attracts asses. He brings people. Would that one allure a Keith Thurman to be like, I'll give this fucker a shot. I know I can beat him. Might as well make a quick buck off of it. Here's the thing. It, 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 it drives me nuts if, if people still continue to watch that and, and still expect the same result, the same outcome of an Adrian Broner fight. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it just drives me nuts. For me, easily, I don't. I obviously, I, I don't. I don't want to see him again. I, I can't see. I can't picture him fighting anybody because we we know what's going to be the outcome. Yeah. So this is tough. It's just, it's just tough when it comes to this. What's next for him? I don't know. Because how many? And you even mentioned it. How many opportunities that he was given to prove himself? How many fucking times? How many times have you said the same thing? I'm taking this fight seriously. I'm going to throw a lot of punches. I mean, I, I'm not saying I ever believed him. I never did. I, I can't remember when was the last time that I actually believed him. But I, I, I don't believe anything he says. And I like to think a lot of people are... I think I like, I like to think right now a lot of people are probably going to think the same thing as I am. Like, yo, who, who the fuck is this guy again? Who, who is he beat? What the fuck? I don't know. I, I can't speak for everybody, but I like to think everyone's starting to see like, yo, we don't want to see, we really don't want to see him ever again. We said that because... we we said that after the Porter fight, we saw him again. Yeah. We said that after the after the Mikey uh, Garcia Jesse, fight. Mikey Garcia fight. We uh-huh. saw him again. We saw it. We said that after the Vargas fight, we saw him right now against Pacquiao. I mean, I get what you're saying, and, and I'm not yeah. defending. I get what you're saying, but and I, and I've talked to Mister Lou about this. He he puts asses in seats. I I ask again. Mm-hmm. I say he's done. The who do you, I don't want to see him against nobody. You you proven you don't unless he unless he literally takes his career seriously and drops down back down to one thirty five, which everyone says that's your best weight was one thirty five. Mm-hmm. Unless he falls back to one thirty five, no one's gonna be interested in who you fight right now. Um, but he still kind of can linger around because guess what? He just did with again Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter. I'm still gonna wait on Spence and Garcia, but he's doing what those guys have not done yet: get on pay per view and generate this amount of pay per view buys. So he yeah. still has one foot in, even though everyone is pushing him out. Like, leave you. We don't want you here no more. You're an embarrassment to the sport. You don't bring nothing but stupidity here now. We don't take you seriously. But he still has one foot in the door because he could still. Use and hold on to the fact I am, I bring this to the table. So, mm-hmm. for a guy like Keith Thurman, you know, am I going to go and take a big, uh, take a, a risky fight against uh, Earl Spence or do I want to make a quick buck on pay-per-view against a, a well-established pay-per-view fighter like Adrian Broner? And I know people are like, he's not a well-established, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> name me another fighter, not name Floyd Mayweather, not name Canelo Alvarez, was generating that type of numbers right now. Oh, and not name Manny Pacquiao because I know Pacquiao was on the but Broner's still gonna claim. We know that Broner's are actually gonna start claiming that he's Mister that he brought in those four hundred thousand buys. Oh, definitely. So name me somebody that's not named Pacquiao, not named Canelo, not named Floyd Mayweather that is generating that type of buys right now. That even now as we speak, we're still talking about Broner. And it's almost a week. It's almost gonna be a weekend. Mm-hmm. He still has one foot in Brian. And like it or not, these are prize fighters. What are they fighting for? A prize, which is a pay, a, a big fat paycheck. <laughs> you tell me that Mikey Garcia ain't gonna want to give him a rematch, depending how well his pay per view numbers does. 
Broner still attracts them, uh, still attracts people. As long as me and you still talk about him, there's still a chance he's still going to get on fucking TV and for us to watch. That's just the sad truth. If this pay-per-view sucked, Broner would have been out. Broner would have been yesterday's news. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I agree mean, with you, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Bron, there's nothing, I, I don't want to see Broner again, I don't. I don't want to see him against any of the elite fighters. Unless he decides to drop down to 135, I'm not interested in his fights. But he still can come back and get another big fight. And that's what's going to piss people off. That's what's going to piss you and Mr. Lou off. That he's still going to get another shot at the big fight. And it's not because he's deserving. It's because of the politics of, of boxing and also because of, of star quality fights. You want to yeah. make the big bucks. And Broner, can probably, and Broner right now can establish himself as the big money maker right now. I just know for a fact that the next time he fights, it's clearly the fucker loses. Oh, he's gonna fight a sea level fighter just to get a oh, just, just yeah. to oh, get no. that win under a belt. He's gonna do definitely. that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, talk about Broner. Let's talk about Pacquiao. What's next for Manny Pacquiao? Um, well, well, my first of all, Manny Pacquiao won, won convincingly in my eyes. Secondly, yeah. um, we don't report a news, news stuff. We report boxing news, but uh, news news came out uh, that his house was burglarized. During his fight, and they stole some watches and a couple, a couple uh, hundred thousand dollars in a safe. He also suffered a laceration, supposedly a laceration in his eye, in which a lot of people were fearing that he had a detached retina. It's been now stated that no, he is fine. He didn't go to the doctor, and it was probably just uh, a scrape in the eye. It was just irritating him, so he's good. That's what, good to hear. What's next for Manny Pacquiao, Brian? I put a list of five fighters, but um, before I give you my list of five fighters. What do you think is next for Manny Pacquiao? Oh, I, I said it on, on on Instagram that I would love to see him fight the winner of Errol Spence versus Mike Garcia fight. That's just, you know, my, my opinion. I would love to see him fight. One of those two. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, Terrence Crawford, no. I mean, especially after... I don't know if you saw that interview. They asked him about that fight, and he said that he wanted Crawford... Before the Jeff Horn thing, but he just kept saying that they never offer him that fight or they never want to give it to him. So I, to me, it's obvious he's not going to fight. I'll get I'll, either Terence Crawford. I'll get I'll get into that. I'll get into that one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my top five fighters that he might face might be next for him. Um, I agree with you. He might be waiting for the Earl Spence Mikey Garcia winner. Mm-hmm. I said last week that he is going to hope that Mikey Garcia wins because that'll be a little bit of a not a tough. Uh, it'll be a little bit of an even fight for him because Mikey Garcia is neither big. No, he's a small fighter. He's right in the same size frame as Manny Pacquiao. Same thing as Broner. Broner's not a big welterweight. He's not a small welterweight either. He's right in between for Pacquiao's alley to go after. So, of course, he's going to want to go after the winner of Spence Garcia. I'm hinting more towards he's going to want to go against Garcia. That does not mean I think Garcia's going to win. I'm not going to give him my predictions yet, but I'm just saying, if I'm Pacquiao, if I'm team Pacquiao, I'm hoping that, Dan, that Mikey Garcia wins this fight. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Number two. This is, of course, if he wins this Saturday night, Keith Thurman. Yes. That's a Keith, good one, actually. Keith yeah. Thurman holds the WBA super champion. Manny Pacquiao holds the WBA, and I'm using air quotes, regular championship. <laughs> don't ask yeah. me what. Don't ask me how that goes because we, we can go hours talking about the alphabet belts and boxing. That's just how it is. Keith Thurman would want to establish himself as the real champion of that organization, and it's a good fight. Number three, you mentioned it uh, right now too, the winner of Terrence Crawford, Amir Khan. 
If I'm Team Pacquiao, I'm hoping it's Amir Khan because it'll be easier negotiations Sad. because Amir Khan, one, has always wanted a Pacquiao fight. Yeah. Two, is uh, advised by Al Heyman, who happens to now be yeah. the advisor slash manager of Manny Pacquiao. Easier negotiations than dealing with Terrence Crawford, who is now who is promoted by Bob Arum. Who happens to be the Manny Pacquiao left to go to Al Heyman's stable? So you kind of get the conflict of interest between both all four fighters here. Um, the, between not four fighters, between these three fighters. Number four, Danny Garcia. Again, that goes if he wins against Andrew Granados. And number five, I'm thinking this is the most likely of a fight, Jeff Horn. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Horn. A rematch of Jeff Horn. Why not? Uh, right? Why not? I mean, I mean, even though he doesn't really have to prove that he won, a lot of people think he won, but I get you. Yeah, why not, huh? Because is Pacquiao going to wait for Earl Spence, Mikey Garcia? They fight in March. Manny Pacquiao probably fights around what? November? He likes to fight around there, but I'm pretty sure he will fight before that. Okay. Will he wait for Garcia Spence? Maybe June. But yeah. Depending depending what kind of war we're going to see, are they even, these guys going to be ready for another turnaround fight against uh, Manny Pacquiao? If he wants to fight uh, uh, Spencer or Garcia, then he probably has to wait till like probably by towards the end of the year. Then, if he wants to fight, yeah. Also, we got to see how these guys fare with each other. Is this going to be exactly. a war where these guys are going to want to come back right right after that, take another big fight, or they're going to be like, you know what, let's take the year off. This was a pretty tough fight. Again, this is going into taking into consideration a lot of variables. Keith Thurman. If Keith Thurman wins and he doesn't get injured, Keith Thurman could possibly be a runner-up for a fight against Manny Pacquiao at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Keith has stated he wants to fight two or three times this year. Mm-hmm. So Keith Thurman's a runner-up if Keith wins and Keith doesn't get injured. Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford, Amir Khan winner. I'm not going into predictions of this fight, but if Crawford wins, which he's heavily to win, yeah, <laughs> the likelihood of this fight being made... It's probably going to take five years for this fight to get made because if it took five years for Pacquiao Mayweather <laughs> and Pacquiao was with Bob, I, I think it's going to take yeah. another five years because now Pacquiao's with Heyman and now and Crawford's been with Bob. I don't think Bob wants to work with Al Heyman. He's made comments about Al Heyman in this press conference. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Amir Khan's a more likelihood to be made again. Like I said, both guys have both guys are advised by Al Heyman and Amir Khan has wanted this fight since day one. So this fight, unless Amir Khan wins, and I'm not saying Amir Khan can or cannot can or cannot win, Khan is a more likely opponent than uh, Terence Crawford. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to fight three times a year, if he wants to fight like you know, I don't know, maybe in June and November, then I guess uh, it makes sense to fight Jeff Horn in June, and then if he wants to fight Spence or Garcia, he can fight them in November. I don't know. I see it that way. If he wants to fight three times a year. Okay, Danny Garcia. Do you think Danny Garcia is a likely, likely opponent for uh, Manny Pacquiao? Again, this is taken into consideration if Danny Garcia wins his fight against uh, Adrian Granados. Yeah, if, Mike, if Mikey wins, and yeah. I no, think Danny, he's more Danny, busy. Danny. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard Mikey. Danny, yeah. I see Danny Garcia also a uh, potential opponent for Manny Pacquiao. And then Jeff Horn is my last thing. I'm going more toward Jeff Horn. Because, no offense, uh, Keith Thurman, Amir Khan, and Danny Garcia are probably going to outprice themselves. And depending oh, depending on the budget of Showtime, yeah, it could be on pay-per-view. But, I mean, I'm assuming Pacquiao is only fighting at this moment for the money. 
And the biggest money, the if he wants to make more money on this fight, would be against a rematch against Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Jeff Horn is a big money fight, but you take a little bit more, you take away, you take the bigger share of the pay-per-view revenue going yeah. against a guy like Jeff Horn. Especially that you'll do the fight here in the United States instead of flying to Brisbane, Australia to have him, <laughs> yeah. which made no fucking sense, you know. I, uh, that I mean, no fucking sense. But if if they do fight in the states, I, I I'll say I'll fucking see ice. Pacquiao just ripping that guy. I see Pacquiao winning a decision. That's another yeah. thing. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't think we touched too much. What did you think of Pacquiao? Pacquiao? Pacquiao looked good. But to me, Pacquiao didn't look like the Pacquiao of old. Like, I know the Freddie no, Roach. I know the Freddie Roach easily exaggerates. Like, oh, he's looking for the knockout. He wants a knockout. This and that. Pacquiao didn't look... Uh, he looked stationary. He fought in spots, but I think he fought at his own pace. I felt that if Broner pushed him, I think that Pacquiao maybe would have been more hesitant to want to fight him more. Um, like I said last week, both guys are uh, gun shy fighters, but here he wasn't afraid to be gun shy because the guy you wanted, to f- the guy you were fighting, didn't throw any punches. But yeah. uh, he did get hit easy. He he did get hit cleanly. Um, he was swinging wildly in a, in moments. Um, again, he looked um, he looked his age to me. I don't know about you. He really his, did. His body looked his age. The way he fought looked his age. Everything, everything he did that night looked like a forty-year-old Manny Pacquiao. I, I remember just saying. I mean, and I know I, I, I hate you know comparing and all that, but yeah, I remember just saying like, man, if this was the Manny Pacquiao of ten years ago, it, it would have been a different fight. If it would have been the Manny Pacquiao that fought Shane Moldy, I think we would have saw Broner go down a couple times. Yeah, definitely. But hey, it's twenty nineteen, so he's forty. Saying that now and giving you the list of fighters, does that make for more entertaining fights than now that Manny Pacquiao is more um, easier to hit, easier to find? He's not as fa- he's not as fast as he was six years ago. Does this make more entertaining fights against the fighters we just named, or are we gonna just see him probably take a uh, a couple beatings, not beatings, a couple losses against these fighters? I mean, I think it makes it even more interesting because I think it made it even. I don't know if that's the word to, to say, but it made the fights even. It made it even now. Mm-hmm. He's not Pacquiao's not crazy faster than the other guy, depending who he fights. But he's not as crazy fast as he was ten years ago. So I think it makes the fight even more interesting. It makes it even. Okay. Um, I'm, I listed five fighters, but I'm missing one. Um, I didn't mention one. I wanted to save this until we finish these five fights, um, possible okay. opponents. But the sixth opponent. Um, Jim Gray put, put him on the spot. Floyd Mayweather. Of course, the whole lead up the, uh, for the fight week was that the winner of this fight would get a Mayweather fight. Mayweather was in attendance there. Of course, he was co-promoting this fight. He went to go see Pacquiao at his uh, dressing room before the fight. He went to go see Broner before the fight. He made he made assessments of the fight when Jim Gray asked him, what do you think? Um, of course, everybody who saw the fight noted the the, for, the question was asked, will you fight Floyd Mayweather? Pacquiao responded, if Mayweather wants to fight me, then I'm willing to fight him. Of course, Jim Gray put him on blast and said, hey, do you want to fight him? You nod yes or nod no. Floyd Mayweather ignored the camera and acted like nobody's there. Of course, that has stirred up talks because they met up at a Laker game a couple days later. Brian, Pacquiao Mayweather too. No. You no. don't want to see it? Nope, don't want to see it. Not interested no more. Nope. Guess what? 80% of our fans, which is 400 people voted, do not yeah. want to see this fight. 
It's not. It's it's not interesting. I, I think it's going to be even more boring than the first fight. Not interested. Really? I mean, yeah. Bolt, Pacquiao has lost a step. Mayweather. I mean, we haven't really seen Mayweather be like really, really set. Like, I mean, did he train for the McGregor fight? Yeah, he probably trained like two, three weeks of fight. Two, three weeks. Yeah. Did I, I he like train the for the the, the Nasakawa fight? No, he just looked like he hopped on a plane and just said, fuck it, let's just go. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking those fights out of the table. The last competitive fight we saw him was in a uh, Birdo fight. But even the Birdo fight, he didn't even look like he took you that seriously either. No. Would, yeah, it, it's not would this be it's more even now? Both guys, at Mayweather will be 42 next month. Manny down 40. Both guys, um, Pacquiao, like I said, has lost a step. Mayweather may not be the same fast fighter. He might not have the same reflexes. Does this make him more of a compelling fight? More uh, evenly matched? No. Not for me. Nope. No? There's no, no interest in not. you for a rematch? No, not at all. Especially Manny Pacquiao, no. Really? Not interested, no. Well, you're probably one of the... You're probably the 80% of people that voted and said, No, I don't want to see this fucking fight. I, yeah, I admit it. I did <laughs> So... I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to see that fight. No, it's not nothing interests me about that. No, not at all, really. I, I, I just like to think this is gonna be another. It's kind of, it's, it's gonna be like the first fight. You know, I think Floyd will just dominate him the, the most. Really, it's not gonna be an intriguing fight. Let me pose this question. Let's say last Saturday night, Adrian Broner won. Let's say he won by split decision. It doesn't matter. Would you have been interested for a Mayweather Broner fight? No. Really? No. All the shit talking from the press conference, Floyd Senior talking shit about Broner, Broner talking shit about the Mayweathers. You gonna Floyd easy, Floyd easy whooped this guy's ass. So no. I think he just literally makes him look dumb. I think this would be the fight where Mayweather actually looks like the more <laughs> offensive fighter. Yeah, that might that might happen. You, uh, I think that might I think, happen. If I think they that were would. Fought, yeah. To be honest, I think if they fought, they do better. They do better pay per view buys than Pacquiao Broner. Yeah, I think so. Because I think the people will say what you want to say. Mayweather is still the biggest box, the biggest pay per view star. I know if they, oh, yeah. I know the Canelo was supposed to hold that title, but Mayweather can fight a guy in J- Tokyo, Japan, and everyone's still going to talk about it the next day. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have loved to have seen Brock Pacquiao. I mean, Broner Mayweather, but uh, Pacquiao Mayweather, mm, not really. I think. Uh, if I saw the first fight, there's no need for a second fight. Yeah. There's nothing that Pacquiao has proven to me that would make it any exactly. different. So. That, that's another thing, yeah. Nothing he, really proved to me. He hasn't shown anything. They didn't show any, anything to me that, to make me go, fuck, man. If they, if they fought, oh, it would be a different fight. No. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's going to be the same fight like, like the first one. No, so I agree with you. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Here's a fight that we both want to see. And it was announced last week during the fight, during fight week. Live May fourth on the Zone MGM Grand the uh, T-Mobile Arena, it will be the WBC WBA and Ring Magazine Middleweight Champion of the World, the the uh, the Mexican Elvis Canelo Clambuterol Alvarez versus the IBF former uh, uh I think it was former WBA Middleweight Champion, current IBF Champion right now, Jacob the Miracle Man Jacobs. Middleweight Championship of the World Unification, Brian. What do you think? Did we 
we spoke about who would be the potential opponents for Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Jacobs was one of the guys we said that was probably going to be. Did you believe it was going to happen this quick? What were your thoughts when you heard about this fight being announced? I was very surprised when he sent me that picture because I, I, I didn't really think he was going to be the next guy. But I was really surprised. And I, I got really excited. But when he told me about this whole uh, rehydration clause, that's when I go, oh, come on. Like, Well, before we talk to rehydration clause, you were driving yeah. to Sacramento when I sent you the news. Yes. Did you see it or did your girl open your phone and tell you, hey, this is the fight that's being announced? Or did you like... No, I, I did saw you pull it. Over? I, uh, no, I pulled over, yeah. I pulled over uh, to get you know, something to eat and that's when I saw the message. So I think you messaged me maybe like an hour or two before I stopped. So yeah, I, I so when when I got something to eat, right, I opened the phone and I thought, holy shit, the announcement. So I was very surprised again, yeah. But when, was it, was it a day, the next day, I think you told me? Like, there's, like, a rehydration clause. That's when it kind of changed a little bit. But I was very surprised. Like I said, I was very surprised. I was very, very excited to see that fight. So it, it looked like a good, you know, good action fight. It's going to be a good fight, indeed. Uh, what Brian is uh, talking about is it was all, it was the, not leaked out. It was, uh, I guess, reported that uh, one of the biggest things that Canelo and the Golden Boys team were really uh, stressing, not stressing, but really trying to implement was the rehydration clause on this fight that's going to happen May 4th. Um, again, rumors uh, that Johnny Jacobs and Canelo Alvarez cannot hydrate more than 10 pounds from the agreed weight. So they can only go up to 170, nothing beyond that. Again, this is what's being reported. It was also reported that Canelo, when he moved up to middle, super middleweight, to basically uh, make history, also made Rocky Fielding uh, agree to hydration weight. So the basketball Brian is uh, speaking about when he talks about rehydration. Um, I like the fight regardless of rehydration or not because I don't think um, uh, rehydrating 20, 30 pounds is going gonna, is gonna to do it. I think the that uh, skills pay the bills. And I think Danny Jacobs has the skills. I'm not giving my prediction yet. I'm not saying Danny Jacobs is going to beat up Canelo Alvarez, but it's going to be an entertaining fight regardless. Um, I was surprised because it wasn't that long ago that Candela Hoya came out and made the statement that Canelo called him and told him, hey, make that Triple G fight May 4th. Make it now. And then less than, like, and then 42 hours later, boom, the zone announces Canelo Danny Jacobs. Of course, it was leaked out that the reason why Canelo De La Hoya said that they were negotiating with Triple G was to uh, pressure Jacobs to sign the contract immediately. Wow. So, Canelo J- Danny Jacobs. Good fight. Both guys are uh, hell, uh, good fighters. Both guys have yeah. fought Triple G. If you're going to go on Boxing Science, who had a better outing against Triple G? You would say, who, who do you think had a better better outing with Triple G? Canelo or Danny Jacobs? You got to remember Danny Jacobs who got I knocked down go. in round two. Yeah, he did, he did. Oh, uh, man, that's a good one. I don't know. Something tells me that I don't know something about Jacobs, man. He, he. I don't know. He looked. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but something tells me I don't know. Jacobs just wins just by like just barely and by a point. And again, just my opinion. Again, you know, you're going again. No, give your predictions away. But I'm saying who did a better job against Triple G. If you're going boxing science, mm-hmm. who had a better outing with Triple G? Canelo did two fights. Dave Jacobs did one. 
Um, if I'm going to lean toward that, I'm going to lean Danny Jacobs did a better job with uh, Triple G than Canelo did. Mm-hmm. Like, best, every time I every time I see that fight, I can see I can really see why people thought he won the fight. Yeah, more than when Triple G fought Canelo twice. So I think I think that's why I kind of give him the, the edge a little bit. If we're going to go by that, you if we're going boxing go by science, that. who did better? Mm-hmm. You're saying Jacobs, okay? Yes. Fight wise, it's a great fight. I think it's a great middleweight fight. I, I expect it to be a good action uh, fight. I, I just don't, I don't be disappointed. I know I always tell myself, don't be, you know, don't what's that word like? Don't expect too much. But I am expecting a lot from this fight. I like the fight because if I'm not gonna get Triple G, then Danny Jacobs is a great opponent for Canelo Alvarez. Yes. Not because I think Canelo's gonna win, because I think Danny Jacobs puts on a good uh, poses a threat to Canelo Alvarez because people can again. He's the first one that said, I'll fight Triple G when Canelo wasn't, when they didn't want to fight him yet. Yeah. Danny Jacobs is a guy that was, uh, a while, uh, a couple years ago, we were writing him off saying he was cherry picking his fights until that one uh, one round knockout demolition of uh, Peter Quillen, which showed that, hey, Danny Jacobs to be taken seriously because this man can knock you out cold, can hurt yeah. you anytime if he, if he gives you, if he gets the opportunity to do it. So this is a, a good fight for Canelo, good fight for Danny Jacobs. The winner, again, positions himself at the top of the middleweight cha- food chain. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for this fight. Oh, Regar- I... Regardless of hydration, Wayne, I know I said to you a couple days ago, it's funny that Canelo, the, it's being reported that Canelo's team was very uh, adamant that they wanted the hydration clause because it wasn't long ago that Amir Khan went on an interview and said, hey, when I was offered the Canelo fight, I said, fine, but can we add a hydration clause to this fight? And Team Canelo and Golden Boy said, either take the fight or leave it. We're not going to change the contract for hydration clause. Wow. So it's funny to hear that now that Canelo's team is stipulating to Jacobs, stipulated to Rocky Field, and who knows, even stipulated to Triple G, hydration clauses. Um, one thing I was seeing on social media is, well, Floyd Mayweather added his own stipulation. Floyd Mayweather did this. Again, it's very funny that Team Triple G, Team Canelo, and Golden Boy always, uh, always talk about that they are better than Floyd Mayweather. That Canelo Alvarez is the new star. Canelo Alvarez will give the fans what they want, and they shit on Floyd Mayweather. Bet do Floyd Mayweather-ish moves like the hydration yeah. clause, like. <laughs> Really it makes sense. So uh, again, I know the fans are going. Like, there we go again. Mr. J always has to bring up Floyd Mayweather. Look, whether we like it or not, this we are coming off the Floyd Mayweather era. So everything that happens within boxing, especially with the big star like Canelo Alvarez, especially when Canelo himself and his promoter can't go five minutes without mentioning Floyd's name. Yeah, you have to mention Floyd Mayweather. He still he he's, he's he still draws in a way. You get me? He still draws attention. That he name, draws attention he because he laid because he laid the blueprint of how to make a lot of money. Yeah, and people are like, "Well, he laid it by running." Oh, he like Floyd goes, "Yeah, I ran straight to the bank with that." Anyway, <laughs> no, 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 but people are gonna say, "Well, he ran a lot." Yeah, he ran straight to the bank with your money because you were dumb enough to pay for it. Canelo, mm-hmm. Alvarez, regardless, hydration clouds or not, whether he copied Mayweather of being a diva, it doesn't matter. I think when you're in Canelo's situation, you can do what you want. But as say as the as the same as I'm saying this, the same as this, the same almost I'll say this about right now. Then take the criticism when it's dished out to you. 
Yeah. Don't say, don't, don't criticize one fighter for adding stipulations to his fights if you're doing the exact same thing. I agree because it, it's it's driving me nuts, and you're right. I think they would hate uh, you and me if we were reporters and we were asking those fucking questions. You get me? We just cut to the fucking chase, cut to the bone. Why the fuck are you doing this when you criticize uh, someone who did the exact same thing? No. Fucking. St- yeah, no, I agree with you. So again, Danny James, Colin Lovers, good fight regardless of whatever stipulations on it. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Don't think it'll make it. The reason why I think people are making a difference is because Danny Jacobs, when he fought Triple G, forfeited the IBF title because IBF re- uh, holds a rehydration clause of more, no more than 10, I think 10 pounds. Danny Jacobs said, fuck that, take my title. I'll weigh whatever the fuck I want to weigh against Triple G. And of course, a lot of people are saying that was the reason why he put up a good fight because he outweighed Triple G. So I'm yeah. assuming Canelo is assuming that that's going to happen to him. So that's why he's made... Well, I'm not saying Canelo himself. I'm assuming Canelo's team is... That's why they're being very particular by adding that clause on the contract for this fight. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I get no... I, I just hope no bullshit gets in the way and, and, and I hope that, yeah, they give us a good fight. That's what we're all waiting for to see. And it's on the zone, and I think that's a good fight for the zone too. It is, actually. It's Finally, I, I remember saying that too. Like, okay, finally, they're putting on a good fight for Canelo because the first one, obviously, that that fucking blow, man. But yeah, th- this is a really good one, and I hope they keep it up. All right, next topic. Rumor has it, Brian, that former heavyweight champion of the world, Vladimir Klitschko, is thinking about coming back. And not only coming back, but signing with the zone for a three-fight deal. In which, those three fights, he wants a rematch with Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, and the third one, whoever he wants. What do you think, Brian? Vladimir Klitschko put on a good performance against uh, Anthony Joshua. You know... He never took a lot of punishment at the late stage of his career, only in that Joshua fight. Would you want to see former heavyweight champ Vladimir Klitschko come back into no, the mix? No, man. It's, it, it, he, he's done. Like, he needs to just... I, I know it's hard. I, I know that it's it's hard for, for him, for fighters to stay away, but what has he got to prove? Same can be said when George Foreman decided to come back. What was There was nothing for George to prove. George Foreman came back. Yeah, I know, man, but not everyone's George Foreman. <laughs> not everyone's a freak like George Foreman, man. I, he has nothing to prove, really. But hey, if he, he if he believes in his heart that he can still do it, and he and he pulls off, you know, these these victories and all that, hey, man, then fuck more part of you. You proved me wrong. But for right now, he has nothing to prove. But again, I I, I always hear it. You know, once you know, once you're a fighter, you're always a fighter. You want to come back. You we just want to come back and. And do what you did before. I, I get it, but <sighs> I, I just don't see the point for him coming back. No need to. No, I agree. I agree. Um, three fight deal with the zone. I feel I, it, it could probably be made, but looking at the heavyweight landscape, who are you going to be able to get to feed Vladimir Klitschko? I can possibly see one of those fights being Anthony Joshua. I can see that rematch happening. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury's tied up with um, Wilder, as I know of right now. I think WBC is mandating a rematch. Yeah. Um, who else are the two opponents you can fight? Baby, Big Baby Miller? Dylan White? If this is a three-fight deal by DAZN, is there, um, enough, oppo- is there enough opponents for Klitschko to, fight, to uh, finish his fight deal with DAZN, if mm-hmm. the rumors are true? I just named two fighters besides Joshua, because, of course, <laughs> that's the... 
that's like the obvious pick, a rematch between these two. That I'm, that's the obvious deal to be made for Eddie Hearn to do. <laughs> What's that guy's name that, uh, you remember he went after him and he was eating at a restaurant? I forgot his name. Oh, Shannon Briggs? Shannon Briggs. <laughs> Shannon, the can- Shannon the Cannon Briggs. I, why not him, right? Maybe, maybe the first one or the second or the third. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I don't see. I, I don't see why he comes back. But if they cut a deal and everything, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will tune into that. So if, if they want to just do it based on that to get more people to tune in, then in a way, I, I can see why they're doing it. I can see why they're negotiating with him. Because that's all rumors. We'll find out. But yeah. I, I don't think it'll happen. I think... I mean, I mean, he wasn't dominated. Like you gotta admit that, that no, Joshua no, no, fight was, was the Joshua fight was pretty evenly matched until you know the late the late stage of the fight. Of course, Josh, Joshua caught him with that uppercut, and that was you know to call the call it an end, call it a night. Um, yeah, 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 but 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 it's one of those fights where it may just say, "Fuck, what a last good fight!" Ended that way, just ended that way. That was a last great fight that you put on. A great performance by by Klitschko. So th- that's another reason why I say no, like and just ended by that. Just ended you end your career by that, that classic fight you had with Joshua. We'll see um, what happens. But talking about Anthony Joshua, he's still looking for an opponent for April thirteenth, Brian. Um, <laughs> okay. It won't be. T- it doesn't look like it's gonna be Tyson Fury. It doesn't look like it's gonna be uh, um, Deontay Wilder. His two choices are Big Baby Miller. Which possibly could happen in the Barclays Center, oh, or yeah. Dylan White. But I don't know if people knew Dylan White was out here in Las Vegas for fight weekend. Rumor was Dylan oh. White. Rumor was Dylan White was having in was having meetings with Al Heyman. Rumor was Dylan White was having meetings with top rank fight top rank um, people. Mm. Rumor has it he might be wanting to leave uh, Matchroom. Rumor has it. <laughs> that he might be just dicking around Eddie Hearn and trying to make it to make it seem to Eddie Hearn like, hey, I can leave and go go across the street and go play with the other boys if you keep <laughs> if you keep dicking me around the way you're doing right now. Well, uh-huh. well, I'm assuming Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua heard this, and I'm looking it up right now. Not looking it up, but oh, where is it? At? Where is it at? Meh. Well, it's being reported that Eddie Hearn is making an offer to Dylan White for a rematch at Wembley Stadium on uh, April 13th, and it's well over $4 million for the offer. The reason, I'm saying, so? the reason I'm saying this is because we spoke this a couple weeks ago. That Dylan, I don't know, if, was it with you? Or did we speak about this off air? Oh, no, I forgot. That Dylan White was uh, asked, hey, how come you're not fighting Joshua next? He goes, oh, they've, they came to me already. They offered me a fight. But the money they offered me, I'll say this: I made more money fighting Derek Chisora in the rematch on Showtime on YouTube than what I'm gonna make with uh, in a rematch against Joshua. Yeah, there we go. I think we we have we've had the discussion before. Yeah, you we had it when you were here for this weekend. We didn't have it on air. So Brian, no, there we go. Exactly. Dylan yeah, White came out and said, "I made more money fighting Derek Chisora in a rematch on Showtime on YouTube than what Eddie Hearn and Joshua were offering me for a rematch." Uh, that sounds like a that sounds bullshit with Eddie Hearn. That's that, that's that's a sack of now, shit. Now they're trying to give up. again. We spoke about it before. Anthony Joshua is the belief of if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, and then when you become the man, you can make 
your demands. You can make the money you want to make, but first you got to beat the man. Now, uh-huh. I'm assuming Dylan Wayne said, fuck all that. I'm probably going to test out. I'm going to probably see my options. And guess what? Across the street, I got Deontay Wilder. I got Tyson Fury across the street. I got uh, Brian Jennings, even though he lost, but still. I got other fighters across the street. that are pro- And I got, and I got a, a manager that's willing to offer me a little bit more money if I go across the street with him instead of staying here with you when you offer me chump change. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. like I said, Del, I guess Joshua and Eddie Hearn looked at it and be like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's re- go back. How about we offer you more, a little bit more than $4 million for this? Would you fight us then? It's funny because I don't think if, uh, I don't, two years, a uh, year ago, I don't think Eddie Hearn would be t- turning, turning, a, uh, redoing a counter offer saying, hey, we'll offer you more. If he didn't believe his fighter was going to leave, if he didn't believe that what uh, what Wilder and Tyson Fury said was coming true, they were going to corner Joshua into a corner. They were going to shun him out of the heavyweight division because you don't want to fight the best. Fine, go in that corner. Let the big boys play because he's having trouble fighting an opponent. Brian, how is it that it really April, is? It's April thirteenth, your opponent Wembley Stadium, and you have not announced the fight. Anthony Joshua said, "I want to start training camp as soon as possible." And you haven't locked down an opponent. You locked down a venue. Good for you. But you haven't locked an opponent yet. I think he's going to end up postponing that fucking fight. Oh, man. It's either that or he's he's going to get very desperate and get a last, you know, a, a last replacement. Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Anyway. I, 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 that's, that's the thing. Someone we would probably won't know. Yeah, how much but you bet? How, how, okay. You're, we've said this. We said this last month. The American public believed you were a pussy. Yeah. The American boxing fans a, believe you were afraid of Tyson Fury and Deontay hey. Wilder. Brent. Here's the thing. Who are this you gonna guy, fight? Last minute replacement. He can. He, here's the thing. He can play that. He can play the fucking role of he grabbing anybody, anybody, even from like the very bottom of the heavyweight division. Nope. And then nope. when they ask him why the fuck why, nope. he can easily come back by going. He can't do it. He me. can't do that no more. It's not gonna work. Well, in his fucking stupid mind, he might think it might it's work. It's not. Me? The, you know why? He's you, not gonna think you, like us. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah. yeah like he us. is. You know why? You know why? Because why did he come to why? ESPN and tell Max Kellerman, "Oh, I want to fight the best." Oh, I want to fight the best. Why? Why? Certain, wait, 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 wait. There's certain wait, things he's gonna do. Wait, wait, listen. That. No, I get you, but why? I do believe why did he do an interview in the zone with those two guys that dressed Canelo for new, getting B New York ready, whatever the names are? Why did he? Yeah, go, yeah, why did he go in an interview and said, oh, "I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to fight Victor. I mean, Victor. I'm willing to fight Luis Ortiz. I'm willing to fight Tyson Fury. I'm willing to fight the best. I'm willing to come to America and fight the best. Why all of a sudden you're doing it? You know why? Because you're getting cornered. You know why? Because the people are no longer believing your bullshit. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because guess what? You can't pick any random bum off the street to fight at Wembley Stadium because you know why? They're not going to respect it from you no more. Nope. They're not. There's a reason why you're not you're not ask you're not getting the Dylan White fight. You're not booking the Dylan White fight because nobody wants to see you fight Dylan White because we've been there, done that. 
There's a reason why you're not fighting. You're not fighting Big Baby Miller because people aren't gonna buy that fucking fight from you. People are gonna say, "Why aren't you fighting the the, the another best fighter, Luis King Kong Ortiz?" Because he's proved. To say that. Why? Why, Brian? How hard is it for the unified heavyweight champion of the world, the man that Mister Lou says is the most popular man in the UK, where apparently the, that's where the money's at? He can't lock down a fucking opponent yet. How is that possible? Wants to fight him. How? What the fuck you mean? No one wants to fight him. Dylan White wants to fight you, but nobody wants to see it. Big Baby Miller wants to fight you. you don't nobody wants to see that fight yet. Luis Ortiz fucking waiting by the phone right now as we speak, waiting for you to offer him a That's, fight. Come on, don't tell me there's no. There, you got. No, there's a lot. I was about to say there's a lot, but it's up to him. It's up to him if he wants to, you know, have them fight him and then give him a, an offer that will make them say, "Yeah, I will fight you." Then offer the fucking thing. If uh, apparently, That's the thing. If, apparently, <laughs> where the if uh, the UK is where the money's at, apparently, then why not offer a good purse? Why why do we have Dylan White, a fellow UK fighter, saying I made more money fighting Derek Chisora the re- in the rematch than I'm than what they're offering me right mm-hmm. now? Why are we having that? Why is that, Brian? What is he afraid of Dylan White? Look, why don't you offer Dylan White? Why didn't he offer Dylan? Why didn't he offer Dylan White the first the four million dollars the first time? Why lowball him? Why lowball him? Why give him? Why give him shitty money? Knowing he's in a, it's like you want to say it's like it's like what you just said right now. Well, nobody wants to fight me. Uh, well, we sent them an offer. Well, guess what? Dylan White just said it was trash. So now they're sending him a different offer. Why are they sending him a different offer now? Because he went across the street. Uh-huh. Eddie Hearns was shitting himself somewhere in a fucking yacht saying, holy shit, Al Heyman can sweep his ass up sooner or later. He's going to be a free agent. Uh-huh. Oh shit, Bob Aaron might just stick it, might stick it to me wow. and take him to fucking ESPN. Oh fuck, you know what? <laughs> Anthony, we're going to have to offer him more than $4 million. Well, I don't know. That's I'm the, the only way. You know, I'm the A-side, you know, to beat the man. Shut the fuck up. Joshua, we gotta offer him more. Fuck this whole Ric Flair shit. Get off the WWE network. Get off the network. To beat the man, you gotta no. That's the work here. It's yeah. It's like I said. Yeah, it's either two choices. Either he he plays, you know, he plays dumb. He's gonna play that card. He, it, and it's not gonna work because you it's know why. Work. You know why? And for like I said again, he might think it might work. Or no, it's not gonna work. You know why? No, but, I know that. I know that. And, and, I know, I'm saying it to work. the fans. It's not gonna work because why did he come to you? Mr. Lou was he, Mr. Lou was even kind of like, well, you know, you know, he's bigger, he's bigger in the in the UK. Then why come out here and say you want to fight the best? Why, exactly. why say that? Oh, uh, I'm wanting to fight in the in the United States. Where a year ago you were like, I don't need to fight in the United States. I don't need the US. Yeah, I remember that. The I'm UK is where the yeah. money's at. Oh, but you're right there talking about you wanting to fight Dylan, uh, Big Baby Miller in Barclay Center. You're you've done interviews where you said you're willing to fight in the United States now. Why all of a sudden? Why? Because the American public and right now boxing fans around the world are starting to believe the narrative that you are actually afraid of Wilder Fury. People are starting to actually see that. Are starting to see that. Are starting to see that there's a reason why this fight hasn't been made. And it isn't because Wilder's being unreasonable. It isn't because you didn't take Fury uh, seriously. It's because you don't want these fights. Or either you don't want these fights or your manager, your promoter, or your handlers don't want this fight for you. Regardless, you're being you're being made look bad, and it's even made it's even made worse the fact that you don't have a fight set. And and then and it's only like three months away, I believe. Yeah, it is. 
it's like three months away, so he should be making an announcement already. You get me? They should. He, they, they, either this month or last month, they should have made the announcement already. By if it was going to be some random, if it was going to be some random number twenty ranked fighter, they would have announced it already. It's very true, but the thing, the, the impression they give me, him and Eddie Hearn, like they they don't want to give in. I guess they don't want to offer so much fucking money, which is why I say like they're just gonna play the stupid card, the the, the stupid thing like oh you know they didn't want to fight or something like that. Oh he was afraid, blah blah blah, and he's just gonna pretend like oh they're gonna eat it up and they don't believe it. Fuck it, I don't care. I'm the champion. That's why I say that they might do that, but I agree with you. He should just say up. Forget about the whole, you know, Ric Flair thing and just offer the guy a good amount of money and fight him. Book the fucking... If you're the... Then again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you're the A-side, shouldn't fighting you be like winning the lottery? <laughs> exactly. When, when Sugar Ray Leonard was at the top of his game, fighting Sugar Ray Leonard, you know you were getting the biggest payday yep. of your career. When you fought oh, yeah. Mike Tyson, you knew you were getting a payday. Yep. When you fought Oscar De La Hoya in his prime pay-per-view time, you knew you were getting a payday. When you fought Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, you knew you were getting a payday. Canelo Alvarez, right now, Canelo Alvarez is that guy right now. When you know you got Canelo fight, you getting paid. Yeah. Shouldn't it be the same when you fight Anthony Joshua? It should be the same, yeah. Then why the hell are they offering chump change? Look, if... Okay, I get it. You know, you can fight whoever you want. But why offer chump change? If Dylan White is the guy you want to fight, why offer chump change to Dylan White? Especially when you have a small pool of selection of fighters. Because you only have two people to choose from. Big Baby Miller, Dylan White. Dylan White. Because you're not going to fight Neither You're not gonna fight Ortiz. Which he should. Which I agree, you should. But you're not going to fight him. So why make these low ball offers in the first place? I just can't wait to see what the fuck they're going to end up by doing. Either they're gonna it's going to be Dylan White. It's going to be Dylan White. They already got Wembley Stadium. They already got Wembley Stadium booked. Who are they going to... Okay, he has said, I'm willing to fight at the, at the Barclays Center. Who is he going to fight at the Barclays Center? Who the fuck is he going to fight? <laughs> you already reserved Wembley for April 13th. Mm-hmm. There's no way that he can back off that date. The date's already booked. Wembley's already reserved the, the, the arena for them, for Matchroom, for zone. You're going to have to put on a fight there. I can see later down the road him coming to the U.S., but April 13th, hell of high water, you're going to be fighting in Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Question is against who? Bay Baby Miller? Dylan White? Well, guess what? You only have two options. Makes sense. You fight Dylan White at Wembley. Rematch. You come back in June or May, you f- or or September. You fight uh, Big Baby Miller in Bar- in Barclay Center, and you call it a, you, and then you call it a, you call it at the end of the year. That's it. You don't fight at the end of the you don't fight anymore because who else is there free to fight? Mm-hmm. I agree. So Dylan White's the guy, but the fact that you're dicking him around, and he even called that you were dicking me around, and he called your bluff and said, "Okay, you're gonna dick me around. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna go see what they offer me on the other side of uh, across the street." And I'm assuming it was it was more than enough to make Eddie Hearn come back and say, well, you know what? Let's offer you more than $4 million for the rematch. How about that? Now you're willing to play ball? Now you're willing? Why are you willing to play ball now? Oh, why? Because you don't have a selection of fighters. Mm-hmm. 
Why? Because the two good, the two best, pay, uh, the two big money fights that you thought you were gonna get, they're too busy fighting each other. And they could probably go into a fucking trilogy, as far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know, Wilder Fury could go into a fucking, uh, into a fucking trilogy. Yeah. Who knows? But as far as I know, Anthony Joshua don't got a fucking fight. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the last segment of our show. It's usually the tail end. This weekend, we got some fights. What are happening on Fox? As the relationship with PBC continues, Fox throws another big card at us. And if you are uh, looking for another fight, The Zone is giving another card, Golden Boy fight. So this is part of the segment where me and Brian break down the fight and give you our predictions. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. Alrighty, that's right. Which one you want to break down? The Jaime Mugia fight or the or the Keith Thurman fight? Right, we can break down the uh, Jaime Mugia fight. Alrighty then, let's give me look it up. Do do do. All right. January 26, 2019, live from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, brought to you by The Zone. You got the WBO Junior Middleweight Champion, Jaime Munguia, and I'm, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I apologize. <laughs> what Ta- is the Munguia? Yep. No, no, Munguia. I'm talking the other one. Oh, I'm sorry. Takia Takashi in you. <laughs> I'm going to call Takashi. Fuck it. Takashi in you. Yeah, it's called Takashi. All right, Brian, Takashi and you. This is uh, Jaime Mugia's second fight. Oh, first fight for 2019. His last fight was in another card of Canelo Alvarez for the Triple G back in September. So he's uh, a little bit of a good turnaround for him. Mm-hmm. Jaime Mugia is an up and rising uh, junior middleweight star um, who was basically brought into the boxing scene after his great win against Saddam Ali. His uh, basically a very tight law, very tight fight against Liam Smith. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. And of course, his other his other couple wins, but he's back uh, on the zone card. This will be the what second fight on the zone this year. Last week it was the Demetrius Andre who won mm-hmm. um, for the middleweight title. But we're talking about Jaime Munguia. Brian, your prediction? Uh, I easily see Jaime Munguia winning this fight. Ah oh, man, I don't know so much of the guy, but I I really want to say by knockout, but. Uh, again, I I, I I just don't see him losing. I think this is going to be another showcase another fight. Win for, uh, yeah, I guess you can say a showcase fight for Jaime Munguia. I agree. I think this is a showcase fight for Munguia. So you got a um, decision or you're not going to give you just going to say Munguia wins? Yeah, he just wins, yeah. All right, so I'll give my prediction. Jaime Munguia wins, of course. I think mm-hmm. he's... Uh, Jaime Munguia is a slow starter. Um, like any uh, Like any Mexican fighter... It takes him a while to warm up, get into the rhythm, and as soon as he does, he's a bulldozer, and he starts yeah. and he starts running rampant on you. Um, of course, he showed he showed a little bit of a a little bit of holes in his game when he fought Liam Smith. Uh, his other fight wasn't wasn't long enough to see if he improved anything. Uh, but we're hoping this is his what second fight with the new trainer, so we'll see if he learned anything new. But I got. Um, Jaime Munguia winning, TKO, late round stoppage. I feel that uh, it's a a showcase fight. This is a fight to at least put him out there because whether um, Golden Boy wants to admit it or not, 
I feel this is a collision course sooner or later against Canelo Alvarez. But you want to build them up. You want to butter. You want to butter it up a little bit. You don't want to just put it right into it. Um, you're gonna build them up, and the reason I say it's a collision course is Canelo Alvarez probably maybe at the end of his contract when Canelo's almost done is because who else is there for uh, Jaime Munguia to fight? This is the junior middleweight title, which means the junior middleweight division. Who's in that division? Basically, everyone, everyone in the PBC. You got Jamal Charlo, you got uh, you got Elisandi Lara, Gerald Hurd. Um, the one, what was the other guy that he beat that uh, Charlo lost to? I forget his name. I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, me too. I forgot his name. <laughs> Shit, the, the, those kind of reporters we are, we forget names. Hey. Yeah. I'm trying to look up the name. Hold on. I'm looking at the division. Yeah. Super middleweight, middleweight. Uh, Gerald Hurd. Um, Tony Harrison. Okay. So I mean, if we look, if we look at the at the uh, right now the division, you got Gerald Mena, Gerald Hurd, the IBF and WBA champion. You got Tony Harrison, all both fighters, PBC fighters. You got Jermel Charlo. You got Julian Rock Williams. Uh, you got Laura. You, you got a, a lot of these fighters, right? Uh, Brian, that's called out, are all PBC fighters, and they're all top fighters too. The only one that I, I can, was about to mention that. The only one I can see happening, and that's if Eddie Hearn really no longer wants to invest in Kell Brook, is Jaime Munguia versus Kell Brook after this fight. Oh, that'd be a good fucking fight. Really, Kell Brook, the man who's had two fucking. Uh, what detached retinas or eye socket fucking repair after his fights against Spence? I mean, Spence I see and... him losing. I see him losing for sure. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I still see that's that. what I'm saying. I still think this is a good fight. Yeah. Mungia wins. Who's? I mean, Plus, Mungia wins. This is the showcase fight. This is to build up later in a couple. And what? This is what three year contract for Canelo for his eleven fights. Or five, like that, yeah. five year contract, whatever it is. No, ele- this eleven. Is the, this is the, This is to build Mungia up. So by the time Canelo gets there. You feed him Mungia. But till then, you you're you're gonna keep Mungia busy, showcase him, build him up, get the highlight reel going. So by the time that by the time that Canelo's ready and Mungia ready to fight, they both have a fan base. There's enough buzz to have these two guys fight each other. I mean, till then, uh-huh. who I mean, else? Canelo did say he, he didn't want to fight him. He says that right now, but when you're offered money and you're running out of opponents <laughs> to fight, Mungia's gonna be a very a very yeah. attractive opponent for you sooner or later. Look, there's nobody for Mungia to fight 154 unless Golden Boy's willing to work with Al Heyman, which we haven't seen yet. No, not yet. So the only person you can work with is Eddie Hearn, who is in the same network as you. And guess what? Who and Eddie Hearn stable fights at 154 right now and is needed and needs a big pro, a high-profile fight because Amir Khan took another fight instead of fighting him? Kel Brook. So, mm-hmm. quote me on this. This will be my 2019 prediction. We're probably going to see Kell Brook, Jaime Munguia. Expect this by the, by the end of the year or I'm, by the summer? Probably summer summertime fight. Who knows? That could, be, that could be the undercard of Canelo Alvarez, Danny Jacobs. Maybe. Because if cool. you want to build Munguia up, you put him in the undercards. Yeah. And you gotta remember, there's no more holding back on pay-per-view because remember the whole point I was uh, reading about why pay-per-views no longer get um, the great undercards is because the they don't have enough money to pay the fighters a good purse because most of the money 
is already being paid to the main event. So you put God on a shittier damn. card because to offset the cost. That fucking sucks. So guess what? The Zone doesn't have that problem because the Zone is a no. billion dollar company. Well, guess what? You can afford to put a Jaime Munguia versus Kel Brook on the undercard of Danny Jacobs kind of mm-hmm. Alvarez. So I'm just putting it out there, Brian. May 4th, Munguia Brook. Quote me on this. Quote me on that. Remember that, fans. Remember that. (laughs) You remember when I I say that. I do. Because that that is a fight for sure that that, that will get a lot of people excited to tune in. I don't think so. What are you talking about? Munguia just rolls right through that boy. Yeah. Sorry, Kel Brook. Kel Brook is a broken fighter. He ain't ain't been the same since Triple G (laughs) and Spence fight. He ain't the same. Oh, no. He just needs a high-profile fight. And Munguia needs a... A high-profile name in his resume. A name, I was about to say, yeah, he he needs a name, and I think that's a that's a perfect one for him. So Jaime Munguia wins. We both got that. Yeah. All right. Next up, <clears throat> let me pull this one out. <clears throat> God damn. Sorry, guys, my my throat's killing me right now. <laughs> Fucking hate. Okay, there it is. Let me look it up. Keith Thurman, Josecito Lopez, WBA welterweight championship of the world. This is taking place in San Jose, Costa Rica. The fuck no 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 I'm sorry sorry nah, Barkley Center yeah, I'm looking at, <laughs> they're thinking at the Barkley Center New York I'm like what the fuck no this is another fight so it's Barkley Center New York it's gonna be live on Fox regular Fox here with in Southern California it's Channel 11 I don't know how it is in any other city or state but uh Josecito Lopez Keith Thurman Keith Thurman coming back of a two year layoff Josecito Lopez has been active been in low profile fights Brian I go to you what's your prediction for this fight. Keith Thurman takes the win, I think, by by decision. But I I like to think he's gonna have a bit of a hard time for this for this fight. Where do you see that? Like uh, again, he's fighting. Uh, God, what's, uh, Josita Lopez. Josita Lopez, right? Josita Lopez again. I I remember we talked about this when they they made the announcement. He's he's no he's nobody to you know to you you can't fall asleep on this guy. And I and, and I still think he's still the same fighter. You can't fall asleep on this guy. You gotta take the fight seriously. And I think with this fight, I think that Thurman will have a bit of a hard time in the beginning. So I don't see this as a very easy fight for him. I really don't. But I still see Thurman at the very end. I still see him winning by points. But at the same time, man, I think it's gonna it's gonna make all of us say, "Fuck, that was a tough that was a tough fight for Keith Thurman for his first fight. That was really tough." I don't think it's it's gonna be a pretty fight for Keith Thurman. Okay, not not a bad assessment. Um, <clears throat> you're right. Josito Lopez is the guy you cannot fall asleep on. Nope. Ask Victor Ortiz. Yeah. Um, Josito Lopez has the uh, I think what was the quote from Jim Lampley when he talked about Thunder Gotti? He has the heart of a burglar. Something like that. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Josito Lopez. The reason I say that because Josito Lopez uh, was an unknown fighter until he was picked. The, within 10 days notice to fight Victor Ortiz because Berto had to withdraw and gave Victor Ortiz a tough fight because Victor Ortiz didn't take him seriously and we saw what happened there uh-huh. and to follow up Canelo Alvarez told him hey you want to fight me and Cosito Lopez moved up in weight to challenge uh, Canelo Alvarez now everyone expected Canelo to win easily and he did what everybody noticed yeah. is that Josecito wow. Lopez didn't come to lose he, came, he was not going to lay down for Canelo yeah, he was in a disadvantage, but he brought the fight to Canelo. He got up from knockdowns. He kept coming forward. Not once did you see him say, fuck, I'm done. You know what? I'm done. He brought the fight. Um, so that kind of roughs it up to you. They call him the Riverside Rocky, and there's a reason for that, and I believe it. 
Um, <clears throat> you can't overlook him. Saying that, Keith Thurman's coming off a two-year layoff. Yeah. After fighting a back-to-back fights against Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. He's coming back from injuries from the hand, the shoulder. What does Keith Thurman have for us? Uh, lately, when he was off, when he was on his uh, vacation, he kept saying that uh, he's the man, he's the man, he's the man. We believe we not believed it. We knew he was because what he did. But after a while, we forgot why he was the man. And we even made that one little comment of have. Has anybody seen Keith Thurman? And does anybody miss Keith Thurman? Because since then, you've had guys like Crawford and Spence emerge as new opponents for him. I see this fight very close. I see Keith Thurman maybe losing the first couple rounds because he's coming off a two-year layoff. There's a difference when you're training for a fight to when you're actually fighting at the main event. Um, and I feel he's going to give not give away, but I think he's gonna have, you're going to see ring rust. And I see in the later rounds, um, that's what's going to be more intriguing. I think anything past the fifth round is when the fight gets more interesting because by that time, Josecito Lopez gained some momentum. Keith Thurman's already established his game plan, and you're going to see a good fight. My prediction, Keith Thurman wins by TK on the late. Damn. Josecito Lopez likes to get into those firefights. <laughs> and I believe that there's no way that he's not going to drag Keith Thurman into a firefight. I just believe that Keith Thurman's a better puncher than Josito Lopez, though. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's going to be a rough and tough fight for the first couple rounds until Keith finally gets situated, until Keith finally finds his rhythm. By that time, Keith is already into a, it's in a firefight. The, um, the way I look at it is going to be when he fought, when Josito Lopez fought Marcos Maidana. It was very technical. It was very technical by Josecito Lopez. Josecito Lopez was jabbing, was outboxing Maidana, and even put Maidana down. And then Maidana came back up, and out of nowhere, Josecito abandoned the game plan and got into a firefight with uh, Marcos Maidana. And of uh-huh. course, Marcos Maidana knocked out Josecito Lopez. But Josecito Lopez is the type of fighter that you hit him in the face, game plan gets thrown out the window, and he's in a firefight. Yeah. He did it with Victor Ortiz. He did it with Canelo. He did it with Marcos Maidana. And he's going to do it this Saturday night with Keith Thurman. I feel that he's going to do a good job. But I think he's going to get, as soon as Keith Thurman finally gets his gets his uh, rhythm going and starts landing good, solid punches on on um, Josito, Josito's going to turn into his nickname, the Riverside Rocky, and it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> I say late-round stoppage. I just think that Keith Thurman's going to finally catch him with, and is going to catch him. And I think Keith Thurman wants to come in and make a statement in this fight. He needs to. He really needs to. And come I think he knows. And I think he, and I think he knows that. I think he knows he needs to make. He needs to make a statement. Oh, definitely. Because I mean, I'm to, sure he's seen all the memes. I'm sure he's seen all the jokes. He needs to remind everybody why we all consider him the number one welterweight in the world. Why, by no doubt, he was the best. At this moment, we know he's the best, but how much of that is still left in him? Is exactly. there any? Is there any hunger left in him? You know. Yeah, we get it. You were injured for two years. Well, you were injured. You got married. You were rehabilitating another injury. We get it. But how much is left in you? And I think this fight is for this fight was made put up together as a showcase fight, but also a test to see where Keith Thurman's at. And like I said, I think he's gonna get dragged into a fucking drag out fight. But I think he's gonna come out pretty. He's gonna come out with a nice knock on TKO. 
So possibly, yeah. <clears throat> now let's now we usually go what's next for them. So let's say Josecito Lopez wins. Let's say Josecito pulls out the upset of upset of 2019. Where does Josecito Lopez go if he wins? Fuck. That's a rocky story if he wins, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, he, 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 he's upset the card before. Yeah. He upset Victor Ortiz when Victor Ortiz was supposed to, if he won, he got the Canelo fight. He upset the Apple card. He's done it before. He could do it again, Brian. So let's just say he does if, it. If, if, if he does it, maybe a, maybe a fight against Danny Garcia. If Danny wins his fight, they can probably set that up. A winning, or a fight against Sean Porter. Or Exactly. Straight, yeah. Straight to the WBC champion. Or, yeah. or better yet, we didn't even put his name down. And that disrespect to Josito Lopez. But let's say he wins. How about a June fight against Manny Pacquiao? They might do that. <laughs> Pacquiao, Josito Lopez? They might do that, yeah. The Riverside Rocky versus the Pac-Man. The Pac-Man. I'm saying. Yeah, that's another fight. Yeah, they can easily. It's happened before. Remember, he fought Victor Ortiz and got a big fight against Canelo. Um, Yeah. Let's say he he upsets Keith Thurman, gets a big fight against Pacquiao. We were talking about Pacquiao. We're talking about Pacquiao future opponents. Yeah. Pacquiao Zito Lopez. Maybe should take my money. I'll probably see that fight. I would too. I would. Yeah, I would totally. I would totally see that fight. That's not a bad fight. No, not, not, not at all, really. For for Showtime uh, Championship Boxing? No, not a, bad fight. Not, not a bad fight to put on. All right, let's go Let's go to Keith Thurman. Let's say Keith wins. Both me and you are, are saying he's going to win. If he wins, mm-hmm. where does Keith go next? I think he should uh, <clears throat> regain his belt for the BBC. So that, but that, that, that'll mean he has to wait till Sean Porter wins his fight. Or yeah. fight the opponent. At best, he's tied up again. There's nobody left for him to fight. Nope. You gotta look at it this way: if he wins, ton- if he wins this Saturday, he has to wait for Sean Porter to win his fight, and he has for he has to wait for Danny to win his fight. And then exactly. from there, he from there he has to decide if he's gonna do if he's gonna rematch either or. Mm-hmm. And if he let's say he decides to be like, you know what, I'm not gonna wait for these guys. I'm gonna fight the winner of Garcia th- uh, Spence. He still has to wait for that. He has to wait for that fight too. He still has to wait for that fight too. <laughs> so we did. Put him out there as a future opponent for Manny Pacquiao, though. Mm-hmm. Pacquiao just won. Pacquiao's free. If he wins, he's free. That's true. That lines up a yeah. fight June. That's very true. If if the fight's made and he beats Pacquiao, oh for sure, for sure, he definitely deserves now a uh, a a shot against Sean Porter or whoever's the WBC champion at the time. Because that's it. Do you want to see a Sean Porter rematch with Keith Thurman? Yeah, I like the first fight. I really liked it. I thought it was a very good competitive fight. So, I, a rematch for me is, is really good. I would love to see a rematch. Or a rematch against... Uh, what about a rematch with Danny Garcia? Yeah, that too. That was pretty good. So, you would be open to see a rematch with both guys? Yeah. The Sean Porter more. I, I, I thought that his his fight against Sean Porter was a bit better than Danny Garcia. But Danny Garcia is not so bad as well. So, I, I'll be okay with that as well. Okay, okay. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, Jaime Munguia versus, uh, what, Take- Takeshi Inu. <laughs> and that's on, uh, that's at the Toyota Center uh, in Houston, yeah. Texas. And they got Keith Thurman, Josito Lopez, live in the Barclays Center on Fox. Uh-huh. Great cards. Um, I'll put this one out there. Which one's a fight you cannot miss? Like, which one? If you can recommend fans, because you got to remember, both of these fights are probably going to be airing around the same time. 
Which fight do you recommend to the boxing fans here in the I, w- I would say recommend watching Keith Thurman. I- I'm more interested in that one. Okay. I agree too. Mm-hmm. I-, I will say that. that. that That's more intriguing in my opinion because I- remember, he hasn't fought since 20... 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. 2017? Yeah, right? So this is 2017, so I'm more, I'm more curious how he's going to look uh, on Saturday night. I'm curious too. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, the must-see fight, if you're going to watch a fight, Keith Thurman, Josita Lopez... I think that's going to be a good banger. Like I said, I'm predicting that it's going to be a firefight. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I hope to see those type you're, of fights. You're, I hope I you're more going towards a Keith Thurman's going to literally just box his way into a decision win. Yeah. Okay, that's your... So both of us... So i like to add, I am 2-0 and right now in predictions. 2-0. Mm-hmm. 2-0, huh? 2-0 predictions. I predicted last week Pacquiao Broner got it right. So, hoping this to make this number 3-0. Yeah. So far, I'm, I mean, I've been good on my predictions. Keep it running, man. Who knows? I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. predict all the fights. I'm taking it more seriously. I'm taking this game more seriously. Last year, last year I was making my picks, but not making, not doing my homework. I did my homework yeah. a little bit here, and that's why I'm saying firefight, but Thurman ends up getting a TKO win. I'm hoping I'm right. Hoping I'm right. Yeah, we'll see Saturday night for I'm sure. Hoping yeah. I'm right. But I'm also hoping is, guys, you guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We have a new thing called the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast Showcase Fight. Fighter. Goddamn. Showcase Fighter. Every Monday, we're going to start showcasing fighters. Send us your send us some fights of your training camp, your sparring, highlights of your TKOs or KOs. want to showcase you. If you're not becoming fighter, whether it be Canada, whether it be Mexico, whether it be England, it doesn't matter. We will showcase you on this show. Showcase you on Instagram. And at best, we would want to have you on the episode so you can tell us why we should be watching you. Why you are the next rising star. Why you are the hottest prospect that hasn't been... Hasn't been seen by Showtime or anybody in the PBC or DAZN by any by any chance. We want to showcase you guys here again every Monday. So if you want to go on or if you want to go on Instagram and DM us your info, go for it. If you want to email us below this below this episode of the description of this episode is our email address. Email us. We're more than happy to reply to you and get you on this show, showcase you on Instagram and also our Twitter account. Also, sure. BRA89 is willing to showcase you too. Yeah, exactly. You can hit me up there. Don't forget to like, comment, and share. But also, don't forget to give us a five-star rating here on iTunes. It helps with the visibility of this episode. Without you, this episode wouldn't be possible. And also, without this ep- without Barrel Brothers, this episode wouldn't be possible as well, too. A quick plug for Barrel exactly. Brothers. Shout out to Barrel Brothers. Shout out to Barrel Brothers. Shout out to Daniel. I met him today. Not today. Met him on Tuesday. Um, dropped off some beer. He supplied the Ramley Alcoholics with some beer. Can't wait to drink it this Friday. But other than that, B-Ray, is there anything you want to add before we call it a night? Thank you so much for you guys to listening. I, I'm so, again sorry for last week, and I'm, I'm very happy to be back for today. And can't wait for next week. Can't wait for next week. Next week, we'll be recapping Mungia, the Mungia fight, the Keith Thurman fight, and also giving you our predictions for the rematch, the light heavyweight rematch between Elderly Alvarez versus Sergey Kovalev. So we're giving our predictions for that fight, and of course, recapping the this weekend's fights, and also giving you the latest boxing news that are coming to us. Other than that, guys, enjoy the episode. Um, have a good weekend, and thank you for downloading. Because if you're hearing a voice, you guys download this episode. So thank you very much. All right, thank be you right. Much. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Give, no, don't give your sexy voice, please. <laughs> don't. It's not sexual. 
Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's, because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, Crispy 10-Piece Chicken McNuggets, Juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or Savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal, single item at regular price. 